Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. I said it's 56 days until the NFL, 57 days until high school football and 79 days until college football sweet i'm excited every day we're getting closer every day it's a getting closer that's all that i know of that song la, 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 la. we need to play that every time we have a countdown for football we'll play that uh every day it's getting closer song okay life's you a roller that coaster is that the is that the second part i have no idea i don't, I don't either <laughs> it's also world ocean day yeah, not a lot of good days to choose from today, unfortunately, man. I went through the days a couple times. None of them were too great. Uh, so we just went with World Ocean Day. I like the beach. Going to the ocean's fun. Uh, World Ocean Day today. Good job, Ocean. Good job on you lasting. Doesn't sound like you. Good job lasting three million years or whatever. Doesn't sound like you being enjoying the ocean. Yeah, big ocean fan, big beach guy. You know, since you don't like fun and everything. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of fun, last night the Braves had some fun, man. Uh, Braves beat the Mets seven to five, in dramatic fashion, as always. Indeed, you know it doesn't like it doesn't seem like the Braves can just go out there and just beat the hell out of them. They they just have to do it just dramatic, right? Right. What would be what would be the fun of going there and putting up like twelve runs in the first inning and not giving the Mets a little bit of hope? You know, you want to give you want your opponent to feel like they are doing well. Uh, and then you just crush their dreams in like the eighth or ninth inning. Tell me if you've heard this before. The Mets were up four to one last night. Oh, were they? Well, that doesn't seem to yeah. be a good score for the Mets. Yeah. Oh, you hate to uh, see it. <laughs> Michael Harris had three RBIs, including a go-ahead two-run shot in the eighth inning to take the lead, which ended up being the the game-winning RBIs. Sean Murphy, two RBIs, a two-run bomb in the fifth. Acuna and Arcia added an RBI piece. Charlie Morton. It just seemed like his location was off last night. Yeah. Um, and those those nights happen. Uh, he had four and two thirds innings, four runs, and five strikeouts. He did hit. Um, so I'm going to ask this because I I know that <laughs> you and I have difference of opinion on this. <laughs> Last night he hit um, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo in the yep. hand. Yep. And you know what? I... Truist Park clapped and cheered. Which I think, honestly, I think I would too. Of course you would have. Because you're a DJ. Because. It... <laughs> well, no. It, here's the thing: it, is. 
Pete Alonso is, and they they mentioned it on the broadcast. Pete Alonso is starting to get the Bryce Harper tribute, which every single time his name is mentioned, it's you know immediately booed by thirty six thousand fans. But why did Bryce Harper get that? Oh, Bryce Harper is a tool. But Bryce Harper is a is a phenomenal baseball player. If if Bryce Harper if Bryce Harper was crappy, nobody would care what he does. Bryce Harper is Pete a Alonso phenom- is pretty good. Pete too. Alonso is not pretty good. Pete Alonso is not Bryce Harper. Don't 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 uh, give no, me no no. He's not. He's nowhere near the the player that that Bryce Harper is. You're right, but I'm saying Pete Alonso is pretty good. Oh yeah yeah for sure. The, but the reason we're booing Pete Alonso or cheering him when he gets hit is not because he has destroyed our team like Chipper did to the Mets in in the 90s and 2000s. It's because he is a complete fool for yelling what he yelled in the dugout. You know, I, I, I Bryce Harper's done some weird antics, but he's never done anything as cringy as what Pete Alonzo did the other night. With, Throw it again, Bryce! Uh, from the dugout. I mean, that was just, like, super cringe. So it's it's kind of funny that, like, we're, we're cheering that he got hit, but we don't hate him for anything he did on the field necessarily. We just hate him because he's kind of a kind of a tool. And honestly, he I think cheering him getting hit was mostly just, you know, that's funny to us. We we weren't cheering that he got hurt. Um even though you did hear some cheers like that when he started walking off. <laughs> but like I would have I would have laughed, you know, about him getting hit, but that and cheered maybe a little bit, but not not him like going off um, into the dugout. But yeah, for sure, anyway. for sure. Especially on the hand, like that's a that's a. You, if you hit somebody in the in the in the back, you know what it is, what it is. He'll be fine. But yeah, hitting somebody in the hand, man, that's that kind of sucks for Pete because, like you said, he is a good player. Uh, and yeah. I, I never want to see players get hurt. I mean, I don't care if they're on the Mets. I don't, I don't care what team they're on. I don't I don't want to see teams get hurt mainly because I don't want the other team to have any excuses to why they lost. Yeah, there's no doubt. Harris and and Acuna, you want to talk about clutch defense last night? Dude, Acuna's catch against the wall with the bases loaded was just ridiculous, number one. Um, And (laughs) let me ask you this. Do you think last year, do you think Acuna makes that catch? No, no. There's. I don't even think he gets to the position to be able to make the catch, much less makes the catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Both those catches were just insane catches. It was one of those, hey, I, uh, I can do anything better than you type situations, and it was neat to see, man. I, I, I like I like to see Harris get going, too. I know there's been a lot of people that have been on top of him for, for his hitting, uh, and, and deservedly so. He hasn't hit well this he's year. I understand that. Yeah, he needs to. But do you know he's the fourth unluckiest player in the MLB as far as uh, percentage goes and uh, about balls batted into play? He has the fourth. Uh, he's the fourth unluckiest per uh, baseball savants right now. So it's it's one of those things. It's going to come back to earth. I don't. Michael Harris isn't going to hit three hundred this year, but I think somewhere around like two thirty or two thirty, two thirty or two forty is fine for Michael Harris. Um, he's he's not on the team because he can come in there and bop the ball around the park. Uh, that's just an added bonus for Michael Harris. Harris is in there because of his elite world-class defense in center field. And whatever he gives you at the plate is just an added bonus. And I, I think everything is going to even 
uh, back out. I think he's going to be around 230, 240 by the time the postseason starts just because of his advanced analytics. And, you know, do do with advanced analytics what you want. Uh, but, yeah, right now he's the fourth unluckiest player in the MLB. Praise for 5 for 11 with runners in scoring position last night, and I'll take that every day of the week. Love to see it. Um, great stat that Kevin McAlpin, our buddy, put out last night on Twitter. Braves have won 10 of the last 12 games against the Mets and have outscored now New York 71 to 41 over that span. Overall, Atlanta is now 55 and 36 against the Mets since the start of 2016. I like it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll take that all night long. Very tough, Andy. I know you hate to hear that. What? Oh, you forget that Kyle Sandy's a Mets fan, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot Kyle Sandy was a Mets fan. I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I, I sure did. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. All right, Bryce. Uh, tell me a little bit about the AFC West. Give me the lowdown on the Chiefs. Yes, yeah, so the AFC West, we got the Chiefs and the Chargers today. Kansas City doesn't rebuild. They just reload. That's what they've been doing the last couple of years, especially last year after losing Tyreek Hill. Uh, they lost an all-pro wide receiver, and they just came back and won the Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes is returning and is obviously returning into familiar territory, uh, being reigning Super Bowl champions and probably Super Bowl favorites this year at most sports books. It won't be easy, though, as the Chiefs have an eight games starting off uh, the schedule against 2022 playoff opponents. Uh, it's the most in the NFL through their first eight games. While they did see the departure of Orlando Brown at left tackle and Juju Smith-Schuster wide receiver, Adding in Jawan Taylor, Donovan Smith, and Mike Edwards could lessen the blow of uh, losing those guys who are pivotal in that Super Bowl win. Rumors are swirling, though, that the Kansas City Chiefs will also be adding on DeAndre Hopkins into their wide receiver core this season. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors going around that uh, KC is the favorite place for DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see if that hits. Uh, Kansas City is, is the favorite to win the Super Bowl and deservedly so. Returning a ton of vets as well as adding some key youngsters into the rotation will pay off uh, come you know the end of the regular season and the beginning of playoffs. I have Kansas City regular season 14-3, and three, and I have them returning wow. to the Super Bowl this year. I have a repeat of the Super Bowl, actually, this year. Uh, Kansas City versus Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. Yeah. As long as as long as Mahomes is out there, uh, I'm not betting against him. He's about he's about to get into Tom Brady territory, where I don't bet against him. Uh, the Chargers on the other side, the LA Chargers are going into the 2023 season still have a lot of hype around them after that 10 and 7 season year last year. Uh, the team will go as far as the quarterback can take them. Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and company are all back on an offense for the Chargers and an offense that missed out on being a top five scoring offense in the AFC by only four points last year. The Chargers offense last year was far from balanced, though finishing third in passing yards per game, but only finishing third from the bottom in rushing yards per game. This is something the Chargers hope to change to have a healthy year out of Austin Eckler, a whole full healthy year of Austin Eckler might be able to fix that issue because when you're not balanced, it's easy for defenses to play against you. They know exactly what's coming. Defensively, the Chargers should be able to put pressure on the quarterback. Sebastian Joseph Day, Joey Boza, Eric Kendricks, and Khalil Mack also when healthy. That's the key point right there on defense. When they are healthy, they are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, 
It seems like there's a plague out there in Charger land where the key guys always get injured. I don't know what it is, but it seems like the L.A. Chargers are one of the most injury-prone teams uh, in the NFL, and all their big guys seem to go down just about every single year. So if they can stay healthy, that is going to be a very formidable squad out there in Charger time. Uh, the Chargers will improve from last year, in my opinion, but not enough to win the division over the Chiefs. I have the Chargers sitting at 12-5 and five right now and being a playoff wildcard team. Okay. Yeah, the Chargers are going to be an interesting thing. You know, they've they've kept building and building and building. I want to see what they, you know, you said they're going to be 12-5. and five. Yeah, I got them at 12-5. and five. That's that's a good year, for a really good year for them. Yes. So, yeah. It's a two-game improvement from last year. Let's see if they can they can do that because I'm I'm not saying it's it's wrong, but I, I just kind of curious if that'll be that'll be really really good year for LA. They got to stay healthy. That's that's the main thing. If if LA's front end starters can stay healthy, then I really believe they can get up to twelve wins. But if if they go down, the Chargers do not have a ton of depth. That's going to be the key to the Chargers season is staying healthy. Bryce, you've, you and I have mentioned this many, many times, that if Atlanta United goes on the road, you want at least a tie. And that's what they came away with last night in LAFC. Um, Atlanta United draws nil-nil. And I'll be honest, I did not watch a second of this match. No, um, I watched I watched maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes, I think, last night before I went to bed. Yeah, I was... I was wiped last night, so yeah. there's no. Uh, I, I was too emotional after the Braves game, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so you know I can't wait to hear Abner or David break this this match down because, guys, if you are not listening to TM5's United, what are you doing? What the hell? What the hell are you doing? Yeah. What's what's wrong with you? Do you hate America? Yeah. It, Shake your neighbors, enjoy TM5 United because oh my god, it's so good. It is so it's fantastic. Yeah, it really. I'm, I'm excited yeah, it, to see what they say breaking down this game. I didn't watch it live. I woke up this morning and watched the highlights. Listened to Mike Conte. Listened to some uh, um, off the woodwork stuff. Browsed around and a couple of, a couple of subreddits and, and listened to it. So for, from what I can tell, just from from the analysis that I've seen online, uh, we didn't really do much. Um, and the only reason that we got away with a nil-nil draw in one point out of LAFC, Billy, from what I'm hearing and from what I saw on the highlights, Brad Guzan stood on his head last night. I am I am hearing we got a vintage Brad Guzan game last night. Stats were this. Oh. Shots were 22-4 LAFC. Shots on target were 8-0 LAFC. Wait, 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 wait. Say that one more time. Shots were 22 to 4 LAFC. 22. 22 to 4. 22. Holy crap. Shots on target were 8 to nothing LAFC. Possession was 50-50. Key passes were 16-14 LAFC. Billy, this is the stat that blows my mind. And I can't wait to go back and watch the full game of this because it I, it's it's going to be infuriating possibly on our offensive side, but the defensive side is going to be insane, especially with Brad Guzan. Expected goals last night, Billy, from the LAFC Atlanta United game. Expected goals, two and a half goals to .7 goals in favor of LAFC. Expected goals were two and a half for LAFC, and they came out with zero. Everything I have read this morning and all the highlights that I have looked at 
had Brad Guzan playing an absolute amazing game last night. Defense playing really well. Couldn't get much going on offense. I know it seems like they tried to send a lot of balls over the top and break the LAFC defense. Obviously, it didn't work. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting comments like absolute heroic performance from Guzan, a complete vintage uh, performance from Guz. Uh, the rest of the team were made to look like a peewee squad. Uh, we couldn't pass back and forth. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it seemed like a very vintage performance from Brad Guzan last night. I can't wait to go back and watch it, A, and B, I can't wait to hear David and Abner talk about it because I know they were up watching it because I was getting their text messages coming through as I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 22 shots on goal is ridiculous. Yeah, um, well, well 20, 22 eight shots, eight on goal. 22 shots, eight eight on target. That's insane. Yeah. Um, especially, and none of them went in. And considering how bad a game Guzan had last last time out, um, wow. Yeah. Okay. And and Mike Conti is saying Guzan had nine saves last night. Apple TV and ESPN only gave him eight, but Mike Conti says nine. I trust Mike Conti more than I do Apple TV or ESPN. So um, we're going to go with nine, and I do see now that that is a career high in saves for a single game for Brad Guzan. Wow. Yeah. Big game. Big game from Brad. He's big. When's the next match? He's tall. He's a you-know-what uh-huh. wall. Brad Guzan. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Uh, next game is... Um, click this button and then that button and it takes me here uh, next game is this weekend at home versus DC United Ugh. yeah DC United Ugh. at home God, I hate DC really why I don't know man I've just hated DC for years um, I think it's just from my hate of the nationals and okay. just everything DC um, okay right. I, I, I would love to go visit DC just but I Oh, DC's terrible. If you've never been, it's awful. No. Yeah, traffic is bad. It's. I'm not a big fan of DC. I love history, too, and I hated DC. Um, well, history is not really prevalent in yeah, not, Washington. It, Philadelphia, New York. And, Philadelphia's the worst. Philadelphia's the worst city I've ever been to in my entire life. It's t- I, I have no ambition to ever go back there. Horrible. <laughs> horrible city. By far, I'm not even joking, by far, by far the worst city I've ever been to in my entire life. It's, it's a complete... Crap hole. Terrible. Um, but yeah, this uh, this Saturday at 7.30, I'm sure uh, TM5 United will break that one down. I don't know if we're getting a special TM5 United episode today or not, or tomorrow. I'm not sure. I don't know if they're going to break down the LAFC game uh, or not. But yeah, I w- I'll have to watch that one on uh, repeat as well. We will be out at Gold Dust this Saturday. We're going out there to watch some wrestling. They got some uh, they got some wrestling stuff going on at Gold Dust Park in Villa Rica this Saturday that I told the boys I'd take them to. Good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch that one on record. Billy, you ready to get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night? Let's do it. In the NBA, the Denver Nuggets take a commanding two-one series lead at the Heat. They beat them one hundred nine to ninety-four uh, down in Miami Town. Jokic, I mean, just a 32-21 and ten triple-double for Nikola Jokic. Just an absolute monster, man. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the Heat won a single game in this series. They they didn't have any energy yesterday. It was weird, and, and Jimmy Butler was visibly pissed off. But there was just no energy from the Heat, which is odd when you're playing your first home game in the NBA Finals. 
Yeah, and that and that Jokic uh, stat line, thirty. What was it? 32, 21, and 10. 30, 20, and 10 game is, is that's the first time that's ever happened in NBA his finals history. Doesn't surprise me. Ever. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that guy is an absolute freak, man. And Yo- Jokic is I a freak. Swear, I swear. And I, uh, Nikolai Jokic, and I, I was talking about this the other day. Um, I was actually talking about this at the tournament. Nikolai Jokic kind of reminds me of Mike Trout, okay? In the fact that he's on a West Coast team that no one gives a crap about. He is an absolute dog. And the fact of the matter is that he doesn't, like, he really, really is that talented and is probably a generational type player. And most of America probably don't know who Nikolai Jokic is. It's a very good comp. That's a very, very good comp. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I think I think Jokic and Trout, yeah, that's a, that's a very good comp. Good call on that, Billy. I like that. Um, right now in the finals, he's averaging 33 points per game, 14 assists per game, and 9.3 assists per game. So he's getting close to averaging a trip dub in the finals. Uh, and he is uh, he's what, two games away from being an NBA champion. Congratulations to Nikola Jokic and the uh, Denver Nuggets. I think I, I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. I think it's going to be 4-1. I'm, I'm cheering for the Heat because I'm a huge Jimmy Buckets fan, um, but I'm not going to be sad when the Nuggets win the, the NBA championship. I'm not, it's not going to make me sad. I like Jimmy Buckets. I like the way he plays. I like the fire inside of him. Also love Nikola Jokic. I mean, the, one, of the, one of the cool things, I know we're kind of going on a, on a tangent on a little rabbit hole here. One of the things I like about Jokic, too, is look at his minutes and look at his usage rating. Like, yeah. he, he's only played in the in the past. Let's see. Let's see in the playoffs. Let's see what he's averaging in the playoffs. In the postseason right now, he is averaging 36, or excuse me, 37 minutes per game in the conference semifinals, 39 minutes per game in the conference uh, semi, or excuse me, 37 in the conference quarters, 39 in the conference semis, 42 in the conference finals, and now 43 in the NBA finals. This is a guy that doesn't sit down much, and he has a motor that will not quit, man. I love watching Jokic play. So essentially, he's coming off the court for five minutes. But yeah, yeah. He's coming off, getting a, a sip of water, and going back on. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, nuts, dude. Uh, in the NLEs yesterday, Tigers at Phillies was postponed because Canada can't get their wildfires under control and polluting America. Blame Canada. That's always my motto right there. Royals fall to Marlins 6-1, to one, and the D-backs beat the Nationals 6-2 to two on the Smiths floor covering games and events calendar for tonight. The battle for Lordo! Game three tonight. The Golden Knights at the Panthers at 8 p.m., Panthers trying to put up a fight, man. The Las Vegas Golden Knights are up two to nothing. Are we gonna get a uh, we gonna get a game misconduct this week from y'all? Yeah, Sweet. yeah, we should. Uh, it was just one of those things. We're working on scheduling. Oh, like you know how yeah. you and Matt have those moments every week, man. Yep, <laughs> that's all it is right now. Hey, I, it, I was talking to Daniel about it last night. Yep. So. Yeah, Matt and I go through the same thing. I'm like, dude, if you, especially Matt, because Matt's on the road. He gets to see his kids like maybe three days a week. I'm dude, I'm like, I'll work around your schedule, man. When you're free, I'll be free. If you're not free, that's fine. We'll do it next week. Uh, speaking yeah. of, we won't, ha- we won't, we will not have a track talk next week. 
uh, because okay. they are they are off, and Matt's going to enjoy his little off week. Uh, in the, As he should. Yeah, he's going to uh, he's going to somewhere to the beach. Oh, another tangent right here. Did you know our good friend, Mr. Matt Ridgway, good good friends with him for a very long time. He is not yeah. a, he is not a fan of Panama City Beach. That doesn't surprise me. I told him I'm revoking his redneck card. <laughs> you you cannot have a redneck card. You cannot be a proud, taunting redneck card toting holder and not be a fan of PCB. It's the Redneck Riviera. Come on, man. Well, to be fair, I haven't been to PC since I was probably I've only been to PC once. In well, my life. you're not a redneck. I was probably like eleven. Oh well, thank you. You're not a redneck. You don't you don't have the card. <laughs> I would expect that out of you. I, I, you're more of an Amelia Island type person. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I learned that yesterday. Daytona Beach. Daytona. Yeah, I haven't been. I've never been to Daytona Beach. Oh, not the beach. I've oh. been to the I've been to the NASCAR museums and stuff. Um, in the racetrack. Oh, Daytona Beach Shores is the best, man. You get to drive on on the beach. It's. It's I'm really, not. Really I'm not nice. a big Atlantic Co- Atlantic Coast guy. Like I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't like the Atlantic yeah, Coast. Love it. Ugh. Gross and hey, uh, real and quick, uh, going back to the um, Marine South scoreboard last night. Yeah, we may need to pay attention to the Marlins. Uh, They've won six in a row. Oh, good for them! They're still in second place. I, I mean, I'm aware of that. But yeah, <laughs> they 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 won six in a row. Yeah, good for we them. May need to pay attention to them. Good for them. They're still four back. So. Yeah, three back. They're four back. Oh, uh, guessing no. They're four back in the loss column. Come on, channel your inner (laughs) inner inner Leo Mazzoni. Uh, (laughs) You you ready for another? Oh no, you're you're leading it. My bad. No, and we didn't get to. uh, (laughs) I'm losing track. We talked about this. The NL East. We didn't do the NL East. Yeah, sorry. Tigers at Phillies tonight at six hill five. D backs at Nationals at one oh five. I'm losing. I'm losing track. What we're doing. Huh? D-bags. <laughs> the D-bags. Not D-bags? No, D-bags. You need another cup of coffee? Uh, Probably not, but I'm going to drink one anyways. <laughs> <laughs> another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Falcons Avery Williams out for the year with an ACL injury. Williams has been the primary kick returner for the Falcons the past two seasons since he was drafted. It, it, su- huge, it sucks for him. Sucks. sucks for the Falcons. Um dollars to donuts this injury was suffered on turf uh, i can almost guarantee you that the only bright side is for the falcons that kickoff returns are not going to be very essential over the coming years so uh there, if there was a year to lose your guy that's going to return kicks it's this year probably a good year to do it since kickoffs are essentially going to be a dog and pony show they're not going to be they're not going to be a real kickoff anymore so it sucks for him though man it sucks for a, a specialist to get an acl injury like that out for the season hate to see that never want to see somebody go down with an injury like that but if we if we played on the playing surface that god gave us uh grass and not the man-made surface that they just made up in turf then i bet this uh wouldn't happen so often in a story that we talked about yesterday uh rory mcelroy says he feels like a sacrificial lamb and that he still hates the live tour do do you think it's i'm go ahead go ahead See, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with him saying this. He's still uh, like it. It almost feels like you know what this feels like. Hmm. And, and maybe I, I didn't watch enough of it growing up. And maybe you guys can call me out on it. And, and I'm sure we're going to get a text message from Clay later on. But this almost feels like a, a heel move, like not a heel move, but kind of like 
he's he's still on a story that was written early on and and doesn't want to get off of it does that make sense yeah yeah like in wrestling it, it it just it, that's what it seems like i yeah i don't know i, I i'm 1000 i'm gonna be a rory fan whatever rory says i'm gonna back rory a thousand percent i'm a rory fan um i'm a tiger fan and him and tiger are very very close so whatever they say is is law to me um i'll i'll back rory as as far as he goes the sacrificial lamb comment that's sort of what casey bass was talking about the other day in our text message thread like rory did everything he was supposed to do stayed loyal and the pga screwed him over now is it weird to feel bad for a multi-million dollar one of the most successful golfers of our era I, I don't know maybe that's weird but i i really do i i feel bad for rory man my heart goes out to this guy because he did everything right by the book and he's pretty much getting screwed over now um so i, I don't blame him for for hating to live he was saying that the the pif or whatever the saudi league that's coming into the to the pga tour dp world tour umbrella is different from the liv tour um, so that was a little interesting tidbit that he said in his press conference yesterday that we haven't really gotten clarification on from Shane Monahan, um, or not Shane Monahan, Jay Monahan. Shane Monahan's a hockey player. Uh, uh, Shane uh, Jay Monahan. We hadn't really got clarification on that, so that'll be interesting to see what he says on that. But I, dude, I feel bad for Rory. I think he's right. He he is a sacrificial lamb, and he should still hate the LIV tour. I I, w- I would like him to continue hate the LIV tour golfers when they come over to the PGA tour just to add a little animosity and a little storyline into golf. I think it's good to have rivalries like that. You remember when Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau had that little rivalry? Yes. Uh, it was it last year, year before last? Um, that was good for golf. Two years so, ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel bad for Rory. Is it weird that I feel bad for a professional athlete? It's a multi-million dollar you know, winner? Maybe, but I do. In a game, or excuse me, in a weather-shortened game last night or not really shortened but good lord it was delayed uh oklahoma takes game one of the women's college world series as ball shuts down florida state and this like i got done with the braves and was flipping through and saw this on espn and it was in the second inning the game was supposed to start at like oh boy o'clock or seven something so yeah it didn't it was still the second inning when i got to it i was like oh Okay. Yeah, I had, I had intentions of flipping really over. Good, I had intentions of flipping over, but I, we had the we had the NBA Finals last night. Braves were playing last night. Atlanta United was playing last night. I had so much going on sports-wise, I didn't get to flip over and watch it. Um, but that Oklahoma team is an absolute wagon, dude. They are they are so good. Uh, what are they, like 59-1 and one or 16-1 or something insane on the season? Right. Yeah, yeah they're good. Something like that. Those, those, they're so, really, those, really those good. Sooner girls out there are good. I tell you the one thing that I – have appreciated more this year while watching more softball and attending more softball games uh really than i had since high school is the speed of the game i don't i don't guess i ever picked that up in high school um but uh the speed of the games and softballs i mean those those fields are tiny dude and that that ball is coming 100 miles an hour at you it's um it's it's entertaining it's like uh if you took if you took soccer and played indoor soccer on a field maybe the size of a basketball court or even smaller. The amount of action you'd have in something like that is that that's what I equate softball to. Is there's so much action going on. Uh, the Suns are reportedly going to release Chris Paul this offseason. That's big, man. He's going to be a big name free agent. Um, I, w- I wish the Hawks had somewhere to put him because he is a 
a veteran presence and a, an elite defender point guard. Um, but he's going he's gonna to be a big, big-name free agent going out there. Let's see who he lands with. Lionel Messi is set to make a move to enter Miami. Who? Lionel Messi. Messi? <laughs> Messi's coming to the MLS? Dude, I... When they were talking about when they were doing that yesterday, I was like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't get the joke. I, I don't think I heard it. So, like, I was kind of curious what you what that what they were doing. It was a joke from a long time ago when they were talking about Methy originally coming to the MLS and uh, leaving Barcelona. Uh, it was right after they did the Lou Holtz skit, and Ty was sort of still in Lou Holtz mode, and he called him Lionel oh. Methy. Because uh, he still had like Lou, I guess he was trying to get rid of the Lou Holt, but yeah, Lionel Messi coming to the MLS and playing with Inter Milan, uh, or excuse me, Inter Miami. Miami. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, man. And his first game, what they're predicting right now is his first game in the MLS is going to be in the League Cup, but his first official MLS uh, game where he plays, not in the League Cup, not in a competition like that or something like that, a regular season game is going to be here in Atlanta in September. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, so it's going to be Lionel Messi, his debut in an MLS uniform is going to be here in Atlanta, as well as Joseph Martinez's return to Atlanta, all in the same game in September. Billy, I don't know if you've seen ticket prices, but it's like $250 just to walk in the door. Yeah. It's yeah. it's nuts. We, we were looking, Abner and I were looking uh, Tuesday night at um because we we he started hearing rumblings about about sort of this going on we were talking about it and we were looking at ticket prices tuesday night and you could get into the supporter section for 30 bucks a ticket and right now supporter section tickets are going for like 300 dollars. abner actually bought uh, a few tickets the night before this whole messy thing went down so he's got some extra tickets i was like dude i would sell the fire out of those bad boys no joke make some money yep he said he said if he sold them i think the profit that he makes would pay for his entire season tickets to atlanta united this year oh good lord yeah i was like dude that's awesome <laughs> finally today in 1966 the nfl and the afl announced some merger plans one one league with two divisions the nfc and the afc starting in 19 i'm assuming 70 uh yes yeah 1970 oh. yeah sorry how did that how did that zero get chopped off yes 1970 <laughs> i didn't copy it uh hey real quick and we didn't mention this yesterday um big shout out goes to trojan nation right now yeah. um if yeah. please 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 give them all your thoughts and prayers um lost another kid and it's just it's never easy when bryce and i talk about this it's awkward it's it's awkward radio, but at the same time, it needs to be said because this, people need to know. And um, you know this this family just lost uh, a a child, and and Trojan Nation lost a kid, and, and it's just it's never easy. So um, shout out goes to Trojan Nation, the the basketball team. I sent a I sent a personal message to Don Bray yesterday. Um, so. Yeah, it's tough. Hopefully they can recover, man, because this sucks. It's tough sucks when you bad. go through stuff like this, man, and it's becoming unnervingly common for us to have to talk about this and go through it. Yeah, Hurt County went through it last year. At least once a hardcore. year, man. And I, yeah. I just don't 
I, I can't imagine what the parents are going through. I can't imagine what his friends, um, his family, everybody, everybody involved with this young man, anybody who has, has touched his lives. I, I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. It's a, it's a situation that we never want to happen. Um, it, it goes back to a much, much bigger issue that we really don't have time for in the podcast. It's mental health, man. Um, I know there's a stigma around, uh, especially here in the South, around males not talking about feelings and not expressing, um, you know, how, how they feel, what they feel about certain situations, not being able to show uh, weakness and, and stuff like that. And I, I think that's a stigma that we need to break, man. Um, you you, you yep. got you to talk to people. Um, you know, I know I know back in the day telling people you love them wasn't wasn't a thing. I tell my sons, I tell my daughter every night before they go to sleep, every morning they wake up. I love them. I give them a kiss. I give them a hug. Uh, cause you just, you just never know when the last time you're going to see him is. And that, that's, that's a much bigger topic for a much longer podcast that should probably be spoken about by someone a lot smarter than I am. Um, but you're loved no matter who you are, no matter who you are out there, no matter what you're going through, there's someone in this world that loves you and this world is better with you in it than it is without you in it. Um, so yeah. that, and, that, and that goes for everybody. Anybody that listens to this podcast, um, anything like that, uh, yeah, it, it's tough, man. It, it's it's really, really tough to, to go through something like this and to talk about it and thoughts and prayers out to the, that young man's family and friends. Yeah, prayers prayers for the Brewer family, and um, we will continue to keep you guys in, in our thoughts, prayers, and uh, in our hearts because this, this absolutely sucks. Um, but that being said, um, we're going to get out of here on a Thursday. I hope everyone has a great Friday, Junior, and we will talk to you on Friday, same time. Same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!